You're listening to the Keith Blakemore Noble Radio Show. Here's your host, Keith Blakemore Noble. Hello, welcome to another episode today. It's you and me, and we're going to explore giving up criticism. Uh, we're going to look at uh, giving up self-criticism. But before we do that, let's look at uh, giving up criticism of others. So we're going to look at giving up both sides of criticism in uh, today's episode. Now, I'm not just talking about major or deliberate criticism. I'm talking about all, all forms of criticism, including those that we're not aware we're indulging in. And just because we're not aware we're criticizing doesn't mean it has any less impact on the recipient. Now, let me be clear. I'm not uh, referring to occasions where people actively solicits your, your opinion or your, or your, or your feedback. Uh, although even there, we do need to be careful and we will take a look at that. Uh, but I'm, I'm talking more about um, when we offer uninvited words, which far from helping can actually be really harmful. I mean, just imagine, imagine you have completed some task. It doesn't matter what the task was. It could have been huge, it could be in trivial, it really doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how well you completed. All that matters is that you did your best, right? Maybe you're feeling pleased or maybe you're feeling relieved. Who knows how you're feeling now having completed it? And then someone comes along, uninvited, starts to criticize. Now, they might even think that they're being helpful with their deconstruction of your efforts. But how does it really make you feel when they point out all the ways in which you went wrong and how you should have done it better? Probably makes you feel quite lousy, right? They have sucked the joy out of your achievement. They've just ruined it. What could have been a, a wonderful moment for you has now been ruined. They just hate it when that happens. And yet, if you complain about them doing this, more often than not, they point, oh, I'm only trying to help. Oh, you've hurt my feelings now. I was only trying to help. How ungrateful. Yeah, it can really, it can really suck. Now, there will be times where people do um, invite uh, invite our, our, our feedback. They ask for our, our opinion. And we do, we still have to be careful here. I mean, somebody might ask us for opinion and we then set out to tell the other person exactly everything they did wrong. And boy, we can really get into it. List all the things they did wrong, all the things which if only they'd realized might have made it suck a little bit less. We launch into a lengthy, uninvited tirade about their flaws, their mistakes, their imperfection. No floor is too small to escape the criticism. The thing is, no matter how well intended all that might be, one thing's for sure, it hurts the other person. Yeah, we might think we're helping them, but generally all they hear is an attack on them, listing loads of ways in which they failed. Not very helpful, is it? See, here's, here's, here's the thing. When somebody says, so hey, what do you think? A lot of the time... What they're actually seeking is some reassurance that they didn't totally suck. You see, inside, inside their head, they're, they're, they're beating themselves up. They, they think, Oh God, I completely ruined that. And they are looking for just 
a little bit of reassurance that they aren't the absolute worst at it. They're looking for a few kind words just to make them feel that little bit better about themselves. Doesn't mean that you lie, doesn't mean you tell them it's perfect, but maybe offer a couple of things that went well, which perhaps they didn't realise. Help them feel a bit better about themselves. Now, there will be times when, yes, people do ask and actively ask for feedback and uh, ask for ways in which they can improve. But listen to the language that they're using. What did you think? That's kind of, oh, I don't think I did too well there. What do you think? Please help me feel a little bit better about myself. Whereas if they're actually seeking positive feedback, actually seeking constructive criticism, the language might be along the lines of, hey, what do you think? How can, I, how can I improve? How can I do better? What will make me better at doing this? Then that's them basically saying, yeah, please tell me what I did wrong, how I can improve. But again, don't rush into a great long list of every single thing they did wrong. Sure, tell them, pick something, something, and just pick one thing. Say, hey, you know, I like that. Uh, how could you be better? If you tweak this one bit and just give them that one thing to, to, to work on, which is something they can then take away, work on it one thing at a time and become better. So just, just be careful when people do invite feedback. Are they, are they asking for feedback or are they actually asking for a little bit of moral support? It's very important to know the difference. So that's invited criticism. What about uninvited criticism? This this can be very unhelpful, can be really destructive. Uh, and made all the more so by the fact that our view wasn't even sought by the recipient of our criticism. Now, the, this uninvited criticism, it could be direct or it could be indirect. And we'll take a look at the two. Let's, let's take a look at direct criticism, direct uninvited criticism first not easy to say uh, this is where we vent directly to the person just come out with it all sometimes we might believe we intended it to be constructive and helpful but the reality is as they say the road to hell is paved with good intentions and uninvited direct criticism very very rarely helpful I mean, for one thing, you don't know what's going on with that other person in their life or, or in general. You don't know what's going on in, in their head at that point. Uh, let me give an example of some really unhelpful, uninvited direct criticism. There was one place I worked a long time ago. Uh, one young lad used to used to wear clothes which, well, they weren't scruffy, but they definitely seen better days. Let's put it that way. And they, they weren't a particularly good fit. Um Poor lad was doing his best. Uh, of course, one day the the uh, the resident office loudmouth. It's amazing how so many officers have them. The office loudmouth pointed this out to, uh, to him in in her customary abrasive and 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 tactless manner. It really tore him a strip over how he really should pay better attention to to how he dresses and really went to town on every small detail. Others sort of afterwards said, oh, you, you shouldn't really have said that. Oh, I was only trying to help. You see, what the office loudmouth didn't know was that this particular, uh, this particular chap had very little money because the money that he earned from the job was pretty much all going to help pay for his family's upkeep. Uh, his, let's say his, his father had run off 
leaving his mum to look after him and his younger siblings and other house. Uh, mum had very little, very little income as well. So basically, pretty much everything he was earning was going to helping keep keep the family going. So he didn't have money to, to spend on nice clothes for the job. Now, with all of that in mind, how do you think the office loudmouth's uninvited criticism, how do you think that helped him? Obviously, it didn't. Obviously, it just made him feel even worse. And that's the thing with uninvited criticism. The person receiving it is not even in a position to uh, to receive it and process it because they weren't even expecting it. It just comes out of nowhere. And we're not expecting to receive it. So we certainly can't uh, brace ourselves for it and be ready to process it. It just comes out of nowhere. Really doesn't help. Then we've got indirect uninvited criticism. Uh, and with this, there is there, there isn't even any pretense of justifying it. There's never even, oh, I'm only trying to help. Now, I, I know this isn't something that, that, uh, that, that, that you indulge in. But by becoming increasingly aware of it, we can see it, see it being used by others. And we can be on the lookout of it and look out for it and maybe even prevent it from happening and, and save others from it. So sometimes it's said indirectly when the person is present, like catty remarks or, or put downs delivered not to the person, but when it's known they're within earshot. Let's face it, that's that's not criticism. That's that's bullying. That is a form of bullying. And it should not be should not be tolerated. If you if you hear this happening, stand up for the other person. Say, oh, come on, call them out. Look, that is that's that's not on. That's not on. You you can't say that. Often they'll they'll start the person coming out with all these comments where may well start taking offense and oh you can't say anything these days. Well, yeah, you can, but just because you can doesn't mean you should. And yes, you can say anything, just like I can say it. I can say that I don't appreciate what you're saying about uh, about this third person. It's not very nice. Stop it. Uh, the other form of indirect criticism, uninvited criticism is is when people talk behind their back, you know, gossip, the usual sort of, uh, that sort of thing. Gossip is the usual term for that, that kind of criticism. And it never comes from a place of concern or care for the individual. It comes out of... Uh, it's salacious. It's, oh, have you heard the latest about so-and-so? Nasty, nasty, horrible stuff. It comes from a place of wanting to feel superior or comes from a place of bullying, wanting to turn others against the, 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 the person that they're gossiping about. It's horrible. It's nasty stuff. Don't indulge in it. Don't indulge in it. When you, when you hear it, kind of shut it down. Walk away from it. Or ask, why are you saying that? Why are you telling me this? Why, why, why would you say that about them? How does that help? Often bullies and gossips don't like it when you do that. But if enough people do it, stand up for, for the people being, being criticized. It can make a difference. So uh, next time you get the opportunity or even the urge to offer criticism, pause and ask yourself, just ask yourself, is this about helping the other person to grow? Or is it about me venting for my frustrations? As a, as a general rule, only offer criticism when it's been explicitly asked for. And even then, 
only offer it if you're sure that they want to know where to, where where to improve rather than if they they are seeking reassurance um now if it's someone that the that you know well you could perhaps ask them hey are you are you open to some constructive feedback and listen to what they say if they say yes go for it if they say no change the topic and also watch for how they say that yes if they're like yeah tell me what can i do better that's an invitation for a dialogue uh discussion uh for with constructive feedback but if they're going yeah that's really a no but i don't want to appear impolite by saying no so again just kind of you know you know what it's all right never mind i'll, I'll we'll, we'll we'll cover it another time don't worry so yeah see if you can give up the need for criticizing others for what they may or may not have done because when we do that when we start to give up the need to criticize others we begin to free ourselves from judgment we become more relaxed when things occur outside of our control and it can even help us to be more liked and more respected. I mean, when people know that we are not going to slam them, we're not going to slag them off. We're going to not going to talk about them behind the back. We're not going to tell them to their face how rubbish and useless they are. When people realize that, yeah, they're going to be more likely to want to, to, to hang out with us or associate with us. Win-win. And it makes them, it helps, anything that helps the other person feel a little bit, little bit better about themselves as well. It's all good, right? Now, talking about feeling better about about uh, uh, people feeling better having not received criticism, we've been talking about criticizing others. What about self criticism? This is something that uh, that would be we'd, we'd be well uh, well advised to consider giving up, or at least at least massively changing. Uh, as Louise Hayes says. You've been criticizing yourself for years and it hasn't worked. Try approving of yourself and see what happens. Now, when, I, when I'm talking about self-criticism, uh, I, I don't mean where we, we perhaps take a step back and dispassionately analyze, okay, what worked? What didn't work? What can I do? What shall I carry on to next time? What do I need to improve for next time? That sort of sort of reflective self-analysis brilliant it's a great way to improve absolutely encourage it particularly when you can do it without the emotion but just from the the strictly analytical okay that worked that worked that didn't that could have been better that was amazing these are the areas these are the things i'm going to continue doing these are the things i'm going to stop these are the things i'm going to going to improve it's a great way to improve that's not the sort of self-criticism that i'm talking about what i'm talking about is uh Let's see, uh, you do a piece of work, you finish it, you look back on it, and you spot all the mistakes, all the things that have gone wrong, all the ways in which you are rubbish at it. No matter how tiny or insignificant those are, you play them over and over and over again. In your mind, you tell yourself that you're rubbish, you should have done better. Or even worse, you start comparing yourself against others and saying how badly you did against others. And before you know it, any uh, any positive feelings you had about successfully completing your task replaced by doubts, disappointments, dread, general self-criticism for not being good enough. Sound familiar? I mean, we've 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 all been through it. There's uh, an example that I vividly recall uh, even now, and that this was oh maybe eight years ago, 
eight, 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 nine years ago, ten years ago, something like that. Actually, yeah, no. Thinking about it, it'll be eleven years. God, time flies. Eleven years ago, um, early on in my speaking career, professional speaking career, I was um, I was given the opportunity to deliver a training slot on stage during um, a larger uh, week of NLP training. Uh, so the, the person del- uh, running running the course, I, I worked for them. And they said, "Hey, do you want to deliver this deliver this segment?" So I was, I, yeah, I delivered my segment, uh, covered all the, all the topic, answered all the questions the students had. Uh, I confirmed that they they all got what what we were what, uh, what we were teaching in that segment. And I left the stage to, um, I say to myself, a rather rather enthusiastic round of applause. It was it was actually in um, it was in Singapore. It was in Singapore, I believe. Uh, sounds like a successful presentation, right? And yet, I felt absolutely awful when I walked off the stage, walked out to the room, and I was like, "Oh!" I was convinced I was going to be fired. I felt really awful. Why? Why did I feel that bad? Self criticism was kicking in as I left. All I was thinking about were all the things I could have done better, how I could have been a more solid presenter, how my mentor, my boss would have done it, how they would have done it, and all the ways in which they were much better at it, and all the ways in which I'd I'd been rubbished. You've probably done similar things yourself, right? I was so full of self-doubt and self-criticism that I was convinced that was it. That was that was uh, my my career as a speaker was over there and then. Of course, of course, my speaking career wasn't over. Uh, the students had enjoyed the session. They definitely learned what what they needed to learn and what we were setting out to teach them. They enjoyed the process. My boss congratulated me on on delivering a good session. Uh, I went on to to deliver many many more trainings, in, in, including in delivering that whole week's worth of training in its entirety myself, went on to do all of those things because I was allowing my self-criticism to cloud my view of the situation there. I was thinking it was a lot worse than it was. Now, I mean, things like, oh, my boss wouldn't have done that. They would have done this. and that. Well, of course, of course, they would have done it differently. They've been teaching for 20 years. And this is my very first ever, uh, first ever uh, go at, at, at teaching. So, of course, things are going to be different. And next time, next time I delivered it, I would do, be a little bit better and a bit better. And that's, that's how we improve. But it was that self-criticism that, that made me feel that it, that it was over. The point, the, the point, the point I'm making here is that we all too often fall into self-criticism. We hold ourselves to impossible standards. And then we berate ourselves severely for feeling, failing to achieve those impossible standards. We compare ourselves with people who have been doing this for decades. And we judge ourselves harshly for not being as good as the master has done it for 20 years when this is our first attempt at it. We wrap all of that up. And we decide that we're stupid, we feel really bad about it and think, well, God, I'll never never get to do that again. We've probably all been there, right? At at, at some degree. The thing is, none of that helps us. Now, I'm not saying that we should never, never learn from our experiences. I'm not saying that we're perfect. I'm not saying we should go, well, yep, don't care what happened. That was brilliant. 
I rock at this. And of course not. There are always ways to, uh, for us to improve. Even masters will find ways to, to improve. But the key thing is be mindful, aware and conscious of, of what you are saying to yourself. So yes, look for ways to improve. But don't do it at the expense of recognizing what you have already achieved. Rather than constantly exposing ourselves to self-criticism, celebrate our successes. Celebrate when we achieve things. When you do something, you've completed it. Take a moment out. Yes, done it. Woo, go me. I did that. Celebrate what we've achieved. Recognizing that, yeah, you know what? It could have been better. But I did it. Yes, I rock. Take that moment to congratulate yourself to celebrate the achievement. Then, and only then, allow yourself to appreciate the opportunity for further growth. And um, realize, yes, I could maybe do it better next time. And that is for next time. For now, just for now, let me bask in the, in the in the warmth of having achieved this then when you are ready to 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 start looking at how you could improve just pause ask yourself okay so what did i do well what's one single thing just just one thing that i want to focus on improving for next time because yes there will be dozens maybe hundreds of things you could improve but you can't improve them all at once pick one thing just one single thing because if we get better at just one thing each time it compounds and over time we get better so i mean if if you do something once a week and each week you focus on just improving one thing over the course of a year that's 50 things you've improved it all builds up and above all by recognizing yes there's there's room for improvement but here's what we did do this is worth celebrating we can dial back our self-judgment our criticism of ourselves just as we dial back our criticism of others we can accept things as they are we can accept this is what happened and there is some good in this and let's celebrate that and then look for how we can improve next time look for how we can be even better in fact that's a good word the good way of phrasing it when you're considering okay what what worked well how can I be even better next time? Good way of phrasing it. What can, what can I do to be even better at this next time I do it? Get you looking at the positives, how well you did do and how you can improve. But above all, please, I implore you, dial back the self-criticism. Most of us are probably doing better than we allow ourselves to realize. If we can take a step back and go, okay. This is where I succeeded. Yeah, it wasn't perfect, but you know what? Nothing's perfect. Yes, there will be room for improvement and I will improve next time. But for now, let me just appreciate what worked. Appreciate what I did well. Appreciate the success in what I did. It's going to make it a much more enjoyable journey through life. And hey, you never know. As Louise Louise Hay says, you have been criticizing yourself for years and it hasn't worked. Try approving of yourself and see what happens.
You've been listening to the Keith Blakemore Noble Radio Show. To find out more, please visit KeithBlakemoreNoble.com.